Yo, yo, what is going on, Bromorio Day? <laughs> it is a good one over here. It is episode three. Oh, 399. We up in there. 399. That sounds like a price. You can get three, you can, you can get 399 episodes of the General Fitness Company cast slash TR Expert Talks for 399. <laughs> Maybe, who knows? Maybe in the future I'll sell these episodes for a price or something, who knows. Uh but anyways, this is your boy Jerry the TR Expert Washington here at General Fitness Company Studio and it is super late on Memorial Day and I really don't have any reason for recording this so late other than the fact that I was at home eating barbecue and not doing anything. Hey, I deserve those days every once in a while, right? <laughs> Uh, I feel like lately I've been doing it a little bit too much, so I need to like curb back. It's hard to, I tell you, it's really hard to cut back when you've been like chilling. That is like the hardest thing. It's so easy to stop working out. You're just like, I'm gonna just stop working out. That's it. But when it's time to get back to stopping, stopping working out, it's like, I'm gonna wait another day. I need somebody to tell me to work out. I need somebody to rip me off the couch and just get me going, you know? So, uh, yeah. That's how I feel right now, but I did do a little something-something before I recorded this podcast, just in case I try to talk myself out of it again. I did, like, maybe a little, I don't know, how many, how many calories I'm looking at my watch. Okay, so I burned about a good 100 calories. It was something-something. You know, I did a little lifting, a little heavy weight on the arms real quick, get the swole on. But anyways, <laughs> look, so I actually wanted to talk about that today. I was talking about uh, having somebody rip you off the couch, someone to be your hero to rescue you from your ineptitude because <laughs> i know i was feeling that today but you know at the end of the day i always feel like you shouldn't judge yourself you just gotta fix it so you know i want to talk about that in this in that essence today we talk about your heroes and talking about fixing your issues and how heroes play into that because you know we all have issues we all have t- things that we feel like we need to work on we feel like we need a hero and i'm going to talk about that archetypical hero archetypical archetypal hero and how that hero plays into your life on a daily basis oh you're gonna want to hear this one this is a good one this is a nice freestyle this is an interesting one i listened back to it a little bit and i'm like yo that freestyle was very interesting i went to a lot of places i went from like this movie that i watched a little bit earlier from frank kafka uh, he's a famous director i also went to like the the, the bible we went everywhere today and it should be an interesting <laughs> it should be an interesting edit so anyways uh yeah let's get this episode underway episode 399 i can't believe it we here anyways <laughs> memorial day episode number 399 i need a hero i need a hero <laughs> let's go
Yo, yeah, buddy. Let's get it on and pop it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I'm personally getting a little warmed up myself. Uh, today is Memorial Day, so I'm just like kind of getting my getting my my speaking voice and my vibes going. And, you know, I was doing a lot of thinking today. Be honest with you, today was just like one of those days to I guess we'll memorialize our fallen soldiers, but. Also to kind of think about, you know, how maybe we won't have fallen soldiers in the future. So, as you know, sometimes I like to freestyle and today is probably going to be one of those days. Well, not probably. We're already in the midst of it. So this is <laughs> how it's going down today. So, you know, we do need like these heroes. And I was watching this movie. It's an older movie, very old movie called Meet John Doe. It was probably like from the 40s or something like that. And I had... um. It was a Frank Kafka film, which is, you know, he, if you do know a little bit about movies, I don't really know much about movies, so I wouldn't blame you if you didn't know who Frank Kafka was, but apparently he's a famous Hollywood director back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. So um, this one of his movies, one of his famous movies, Meet John Doe. And, you know, it's interesting that I watched this movie. It was like one of those random movies. You know, sometimes you're on YouTube or Amazon or Netflix and you just find something that's just like oh I don't know I'll just watch this but I started watching it and I was like this is kind of intriguing and I just kept watching it and I was like yo this is a wild story it's like the archetype of all archetypes so uh, well we know what the archetype of all archetype is for most of us if you're an American listening to this and you are familiar with how the culture is in America you know that we are founded on Judeo-Christian values essentially like you know um, you know there's part of us uh, I mean obviously it's not how the country is now but it's how we're we're founded and essentially though with that 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 belief, I would say, is that we have uh, an, an archetype, you know, more so in Christianity. I, 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 at least I could speak more so for Christianity. I'm not really, uh, I do know about Judaism, but I don't, I can't say that I can speak all, <laughs> I can be an authority uh, on Judaism, or at least as much of authority on Judaism as I am with Christianity, because, you know, I, <laughs> I've identify as Christian for the most part, and I went to Christian schools for a lot of my life. So, you know, you got it kind of ingrained in my brain, uh, a lot of these stories and a lot of these kind of symbolisms and all that good stuff. So, anyways, this Meet John Doe guy, I'm not going to give you the whole breakdown of the movie or whatnot, but essentially he's a guy that uh, was, he was hired by the press uh, to essentially be this Almost like, remember Joe the Plumber from, uh, I think that was the McCain days, the McCain and <laughs> Palin days? Oh my goodness. But yeah, <laughs> those days, they had Joe the Plumber. Essentially, he was this guy. So I don't know, it's kind of funny. I think about it, I was like, I wonder if they, they took the script from this. Because there was a lot of that stuff that you saw from this Joe the Plumber guy was uh, in the John, John Doe movie. The only difference is that this John Doe guy, you know, he went a little further. And like, you know, people wanted him to be uh, some kind of representative of the people and long story short this guy he was essentially like they tried to crucify him because he was sort of like a fake because he was hired by these people to be a uh, representative of the people however he was just like some guy off the street he was like a normal dude off the street that was lifted up by these people and then he was they these other people that were in power tried to tear him down now the archetype in this movie, you might be like, okay, well, where are you getting at? So, 
This guy essentially, and the reason why I brought up the Judeo-Christian values is the, is the thing is that like this guy was in a way like Jesus, right? Now we're like I said, we're freestyling here, so <laughs> you're more than welcome to write a rating and review and let me know and be like, "Yo, Jerry, this is wild," or "Yo, this guy kind of feel you on this one." So this is my theory, my freestyle theory on this. So like like I said, Judeo-Christian values and. With this guy, John Doe, uh, you know, they made him out to be this hero. And essentially, he's this hero that had these values that everybody kind of stood for. There's values of unity, the values of separation, but yet still having this equal bond of being human. So this guy, even though he was somewhat, you know, he was meager or whatnot. He was one of those, I guess, meek people. Side note, side note before I go on about the meek people. Now, in the, in the Bible, it actually says, wow, this is really going deep. So, but in the Bible, it says that in a certain part, I can't remember where it is, but it, I think it's Matthew's, is that the, and the meek shall inherit the earth. And, you know, for a long time, I, like, I used to get to me, because I'm like, what? Weak people inherit the earth? Like, that just sounds stupid. And for a while, I used to think, you know, uh, I was told that it was, like, because it was uh, the translation of the time and what the, like, the slave owners used to tell the slaves that, like, to kind of keep them in line. That was, like, the the theory, I guess, I heard when I was younger, that that, that was, like, the translation of the, 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 you know, the old you know, whatever, slave owners from back in the days used to, you know, because that was the only thing that they would read to their, the slaves was the Bible, so uh, that was one theory, but one other interpretation is a little bit different, I think it's a lot more powerful, so along the lines, obviously the translation thing can obviously change the course of what language, you know, what language means, you know, when one word might mean one thing back in a long time ago, and it kind of maybe loosely translates to something else, so what people have found is that the, the meek is not necessarily like the meek as in like the meager and the, the ones that have little, it's actually the meek are the ones that are the people that have the power, the warriors that have the sword, but choose rather not to unsheath the sword. And that's actually something that, like, Bruce Lee actually said, too. <laughs> Philosophy, well, actually, Bruce Lee is a pretty, pretty, he's a pretty philosophical dude, and he has some pretty cool things to say. But, yeah, it's true, though. Like, so if you think about it that way, it's not necessarily that you have to be weak. You can't be like a bunny. You have to be someone that is strong, but yet is not so much of a monster that he's willing to unleash it, or he or she is willing to unleash it on people that are not deserving of it, to say the least. So... Anyways, to back to that, that meek thing. Meek meal. No, but yes, yeah, so you don't want to be. And the, the, he was essentially like this. This, yes. All right, I almost forgot what I was talking about here. So, <laughs> so John Doe was actually the, 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 the guy, the representative of the, the, the weaker people, the John Doe's of the world, right? And we all can identify with that guy. But he got these people to kind of band together and become like a, a force that 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 believe themselves in themselves. Not necessarily a political force. So that's the thing is that the problem was in this movie is that they wanted him to be a political force. They wanted him to use his force for other things that weren't as 
they weren't at not maybe not necessarily as valuable to humanity in, in itself. It was more so this bringing value to this small few of pe- small few people that could capitalize on it. So it was just a, an, an interesting perspective look at like how the how we see like how this can be echoed throughout history is essentially is like you'll have someone that's like your hero and he'll be doing something good for the people however they always have these these sources somehow some way they're undermining him or her and it's not because you know i mean it's not because like these people are so supposedly evil i guess we can go into a whole philosophical <laughs> lecture on like evil and good and stuff like that and why people do the, the things they do and why we may may necessarily uh need villains in our lives but everybody if you think about it in the sense of like nature like if you look at nat geo and you watch a lion eating a gazelle right if you're a gazelle, that's a terrible day. If you're a lion, that's a great day. If you're a human being, which you are watching it, you know, your perception of what is going on really depends on kind of whose side you're on, right? So if you're on one side, you can't really judge what is good for what. You know what I'm saying? You can't really say that the gazelle shouldn't have gotten eaten. He shouldn't say the the lion should eat all the gazelles because you know it's a fine balance of fine balance of uh, <laughs> I don't want to say corruption because it's not really corruption. It's a fine balance of other of of people's interests or subjects' interests in a particular uh, topic. <laughs> that was pretty confusing. It's a fine balance of interests, right? That's essentially what it is. What I'm getting at here is that like, we all feel like we need heroes in our lives, right? But the way we can get away from actually needing soldiers and needing heroes is to actually take that archetype, right, that we see as heroes all around us, these people that we were willing to emulate, because essentially John Doe was the guy that the that the these John Doeites <laughs> in the in the movie they're called club the uh, John they're they're a part of a club John Doe or John Doe Club that's what it was so these John Doe clubbers or whatnot these people looked up to this guy that they that they wanted to emulate now they saw him at his imperfections which is a little bit different than I guess your total your stereotypical uh, archetype you know your arch- well not your stereotypical archetype but I guess what you want to see from your archetype is someone that you absolutely want to emulate and have no faults whatsoever, right? But the fact that he had faults is what made him human. And I guess in the in the Christ story, the thing that made him human was the fact that he was born a human. But other than that, he was the, you know, prototypical angel, so to speak. So either way, it's like you can see in this archetypal story, it's someone that has faults, that overcomes those faults, and become somebody that everyone wants to emulate. And that's how you become a star. <laughs> and the star is something that you look up in the sky and you look up in awe. As if it's something that you might want to emulate. I don't know. <laughs> that might get be getting too deep. But yes, that's essentially what I, I that's what that's essentially how we can stop having wars, stop having to commemorate well, I guess we should always commemorate our fallen. But 
we would we would less have wars if more people were con- more concerned about how they could reach the highest potential of themselves over how they could either snuff out someone else's shine or how they could get by in the least amount of effort possible. Now, obviously, that's not possible for everyone. It's not like, and I'm not saying it's, it, it, it's not possible that everybody can reach the same level of achievement, right? Because not all stars in the sky, we talked about stars earlier, but not all stars in the sky shine evenly, right? They don't shine just as bright. Otherwise, we'd have a really dim sky or a really bright sky, right? <laughs> so the thing is that we have to accept that every being, every human, every person in this particular instance has their own limitations and we can't judge them for that but we have to we still have to live up to our own potential so that we can be the greatest versions of ourselves and not really have to worry about anybody else or what anybody else is doing and therefore if you are living up to the greatest version of yourself then you're not paying attention to what everybody else's faults are and it you can see your own faults in the other people because you because you've been trying to work on your own faults and you'll have empathy for these people and you can lift them up as well. So <laughs> in this long circuitous, circuitous route here, essentially what I'm saying here is that what we've learned from the archetypal story of the hero, someone that essentially has faults that overcomes them and becomes, becomes someone that everyone wants to emulate like a star, is we have to, instead of looking at what other people's faults are we look at our own faults and we have empathy for other people's situations whatever they may be through dealing with our own dealing with and processing our own faults and there you go (laughs) since there it is dealing with your own faults will give you empathy so that you can help others who may need to who may who may need some help in there maybe they don't need help but in, in, in any route, though, we should all look to be our own heroes on this Memorial Day. You're probably not going to hear this on Memorial Day because it's already getting late. But just think about that as we think back to Memorial's Day, Memorial Days in the future and think back on Memorial Days in the, of, of the past. That we can all be our own heroes. All we have to do is simply work to make ourselves better in that way that we reach our potential. Because we all know exactly what we need to work on. Just work on it. And don't get discouraged if you don't get it right away. Don't get discouraged if it takes you 20 years. Just as long as you're working on it, it's a worthwhile effort. No matter what it is, you can feel proud about your effort if you're working on something that you know is going to make you reach your potential or at least make you, uh, in your eyes, a better person. All right, so there we go. That is my freestyle for the day. Hope you had a magnificent Memorial Day Monday. I'm going to pick this back up manana with something bigger and better. Hopefully. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, keep good company.